on PeerPod, where you are the peers and we are your pod. We are coming today from the CreateSpace studio in the Susan Wakil Health Building at the University of Sydney. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we are recording on, the Gadigal people of the Euro Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PeerPod. Today's episode focuses on securing a job after graduation. I have here with me Tina, who you may remember from the careers episode, and we have Tanzin, newly graduated and fresh out to the real world. Do you guys mind introducing yourselves and what you do? Yeah, hello, I'm back. <laughs> it's Tina here from the Career Center. Um, I am again the Career Development Officer, um, and today it's been lovely to come back. And then we also invited one of our graduates who we work very closely uh, before COVID around her transition from uni to work. I thought I'd invite her and then be part of the peer pod again, just sharing her story and just to see if we can kind of actually learn together and to see how we can transition uh, through this period from uni to work. Hey everyone, Tenzin here. I graduated from the uni last year around May and at the moment I'm working as a technical officer at Blue Scope Steel and I'm really thrilled to be here today to share my experience. Hopefully it is helpful to some of you out there because um, when I was in your shoe, I, I used to think that if, if only I had a clearer direction to how to go to things, how to approach things, how it's going to make a difference in terms of getting things done. And I'm only here today to help you out. And hopefully I can answer as many questions that can help you in the long run. So yeah, let's get started. Yeah, I'm very excited to ask these questions. Well, just to dive right into it, you know, when you're starting your final year of your degree, what are some things you need to start doing when you're thinking of, you know, securing a job after graduation? I think what students don't really think about in their final year is is how to get a job right after it. I didn't. I'm not sure about most of the people because for me, I had my capstone in my final year. I was more focused on getting the perfect grade on my capstone. And I was a firm believer that if you do your academics right, um, the professional development would just follow through. After going through that, I think uh, when I walked into my transitioning phase, I realized that this is something that we could invest in from an earlier time because it, it never really hurts to have your CV ready, your cover letter ready, and get some idea about what works, what doesn't work. Because when you step into the work world, it's not that the first job you like is it's going to work for you it's it's never like that it's always different and one of the things that you have to be okay with is rejection if you experience a little bit of rejection while in you're in your final year that expectations that i'm going to get a job right after i graduate it just you you understand that that's not 100% uh, practical because it's not easy because a lot of people would be trying for the same pose that you're trying for and and it's easier to get an understanding of what really works out there and what doesn't so these are like little clues tips and tricks that you need to pick on and 
the sooner you start, the better. So having not applied for jobs in my final year, I think it's a good idea to start thinking about it when you step into um, that year of your studies. Yeah, very, very true. I mean, that's the most common myth that at a career center we get to experience as well is when should I start applying for jobs? When should I start looking for opportunities? The only question that we have, what are you waiting for? (laughs) We spend so much time in terms of studying and we're preparing ourselves. You know, we focus around our studies and one of the common trends at the University of Sydney is we really focus around our marks. And then when you come into the career centre, we have all of these services available from resume writing, cover letter, you know, uh, support, interview skills. We have employer events. And yet we still have students waiting, <laughs> waiting for that chance of, or oh, maybe when I finish my assignment, I'll be ready for the workplace. Maybe I, you know, I can only think about this in my final year. So our invitation for you is what are you waiting for? Now is probably the best time in terms of what Tenzin's talking about. It's going to be a process. We don't know how long the process is going to be. So when would you give yourself the permission to really just to start and explore is the fundamental beginning point of that moving from uni to work. Yeah, I mean, that's actually very valuable information as well, because as somebody like me who's approaching my final year in dental school, I have to start looking for jobs as well. And it's, I guess this kind of answers the next question of, you know, it's never too late to start applying for jobs. But at the same time, like you guys are saying, you have to start early as well. Is there an ideal timeline in terms of, you know, when you apply or is that just kind of, you know, start as soon as you kind of kind of step into your last year? Yeah, I mean, from from the career's perspective, it depends on what type of job you want to apply into. If it's for the large graduate programs, normally uh, there's a recruitment period. Before the pandemic, normally it's between uh, end of January to about early April is where all of the graduate programs are open. That's the big corporation uh, that's hiring a, a range of different different disciplines that's going to the business when they retrain the graduates and work into their business. So it's for all discipline, uh, depends on the, the streamline going down. But if you're looking for, you know, allied health that you mentioned before, or you're looking for, for example, just the entry-level role, uh, there is no timeline in that. Actually, right now, we have experienced a high volume of job opportunities coming through because there's a skill shortage in Australia at the moment because of the pandemic. So we really, it's just about being open to opportunities and give yourself that leverage of jumping onto the boat and, and, and trial it out for yourself. I mean, then Tenzin's experience is also completely different back then, right? <laughs> so if you don't mind to share, what was that like for you? So, as I mentioned before, I was one of those people who believe that get your studies done right and the job will follow. So, it eventually worked out for me, but it takes a lot in you to be okay with the rejections that are going to come when you start applying for jobs if you haven't faced that rejection phase before. Because for someone like me who wasn't really aware what that feels like, I think I had it hard. 
to be very honest. And um, like most other people, there was a time when I was thinking that maybe I didn't start at the right time. Maybe I should have started doing this before. Maybe this is not going to work for me. And being an international student, you have uh, constraints such as the, the time period that you're going to get to uh, get a job, to fulfill other requirements. And there was always this time pressure that I'm not going to get everything done in the right time. So it's always good to start early. But even if you haven't started early, you're already in your final year, you're concentrating on your thesis, you're still going to be fine. Because at the end of the day, what matters is your approach, how, how you deal with that failure, how you deal with getting the answers that you're looking for, and, and how resilient are you towards that rejection? Because rejections will come and try to break you every now and then. And you can have a thousand questions of why I didn't do this earlier, why I didn't do that earlier, but the best you can do is try. Whenever you start trying, just don't give up. So the key lies in there because um, there was a time when actually I wanted to give up and Tina said something really nice to me. And I, I always tell her that I've held on to that one thing that you taught me for the longest and it has worked for me, which is if you're applying for a thousand jobs and none of them open up, if hundred doors don't open up for you, it doesn't matter. If the hundred and first door opens up for you, that's your door. That's the one that you actually needed. And that's when you'll actually kind of see things falling into place and things starting to work for you. So the message is, doesn't matter when you start trying, the sooner you try, the better, as Tina mentioned. But whenever you start trying, just don't let the rejection get under your skin. Just keep on trying till you get it. I think that's probably one of the main points from today that we also want the students and the listeners to get is, you know, not to shy away from rejection. Like you said, you know, you might have not experienced it before. Um, and just while you were saying going through the process and everything, I'm sure Tina gives out tips all the time, but even like Tanzan you who actually had to go through the interview process, you know, what are some interview and resume tips that you would give and were there any resources that helped you with these or any resources that Tina you would recommend students to use for um, jobs as well? I did something good during my days when I wasn't really applying for jobs. I was actually trying to get my CV up to date with the uh, career center. So I kept on attending those um, seminars that we have on resume writing, on cover letter writing, so that I had a little bit of idea. And one of the most important things I learned from there is one CV to every job is not the right way to go. You look at the requirements, you tailor your CV to the need of the recruiter so that they know that the skill set they're looking for, you have that. If, if someone says that, oh, I want some apples, and you go in and tell them I have oranges, bananas, something that looks like apple, it doesn't work. You have to tell them, I have the apple, and I know I have the apple because I got it from Woolworths. So you have to be very specific in your CV that you need that skill, I have that skill, and I'm going to tell you how I have that skill. So you, you cannot just throw arrows in the dark because it doesn't work because the recruiters have so much experience. And even if you don't have an exact experience from a work scenario, it doesn't matter because they, they're not exactly looking for a specific skill set. Like I work with PLCs and SciTech and SCADA all the time. I didn't have any experience in that one. So 
what they were looking for when they talked to me about this job, when I was interviewed for this job, was my experience with other similar softwares. So if you have something similar in your bucket and you can relate it to how you can transition that knowledge into your new job, that's what they're looking for. So get your CV updated as per the requirement of the recruiter. That's always helpful. Write a cover letter that tells them more than what those pages in your CV tell. It's Some can argue that it's pretty much like a rewriting of what's there in the in the resume but the cover letter is is a storyteller so some people prefer a cover letter over a resume because it tells them more about you more about your journey so take that thing seriously as well so once you have your cover letter in check your um, resume in check the next thing is is to learn about the people that you want to work with so never go into an interview completely blindly without knowing about the people that you're going to work for, the organization you're going to work for, the values that they believe in. So always research more. Try to be a knowledgeable person when you sit on the other side of the table and try to validate your experiences so far with the um, requirements that they have in their mind. Every recruiter is very kind, is very friendly. You don't have to be afraid when you walk into an interview. All you have to know is that, is this the right thing for you? That's what they're trying to know. Are you the right fit for this job? And you're also trying to know, is this the right fit for me? So it's a two-way interaction. And when you can represent yourself nice, they're also trying to represent themselves. So try and pick up all of those and, and just... Try and see if it's a fit for you. And, and I think somewhere down the process, you'll, you'll find the right fit for yourself. Mm. Everybody does. Mm. Well said. Perfect <laughs> answer right there. <laughs> um, you know, exactly right, right? So other career centre, we do have all of these uh, workshops and, and services, even one-to-one consultations in terms of just looking at the career questions that you might have, whether it's resume, whether it's interview skills, or whether it's just the general careers direction. But um, one of the key things I think Tenzin has pointing to is that you're not going to get it right with your first draft. You know, it takes a, a, a bit of time to getting used to that process. When Tenzin mentioned about around, yes, we need to tailor our application to a specific role or a specific industry, you will know how to do that when you're actually doing that a couple of times. So the invitation is really here is just to give yourself a chance to practice. You know, the first interview you go to, you might not give the best interview, but that's a practice for you. So by the third one, you already have that experience. You're going to be naturally more confident when that opportunity arrives for you. So, and again, it's just not about getting it right all the time. It's just getting that practice so you become more comfortable and confident in this process for yourself. So can you see the earlier you start, the more practice you'll get. <laughs> yeah, these are great tips. And I'm sure, you know, like you guys said, it's not an easy route and there's a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of obstacles that can happen. What are some, you know, common mistakes that students kind of make when they're applying for these jobs? Well, from the experience of here is often is um, procrastination. <laughs> I want to apply. Then, you know, a week later, how many have you applied? Oh, only applied one, you know, or, or things like 
I got rejected with my first job, then that therefore I am not good enough. That I'm not ready for working. So it's really to do with the mindset. Again, back to that very beginning is what's the attitude and the mindset can you set for yourself just to be ready to explore for this opportunity. So you're gonna feel you might apply for twenty different jobs. You haven't heard anything from the recruiter. It doesn't mean that you are not good enough for the job. You simply maybe. There's something in your application didn't communicate your narrative closely for that match for that particular type of role. So we need to reflect on that again. The worst case scenario that I think most students makes is around they define the rejection as a failure, and all of a sudden it stops、uh, that exploration for themselves. That I think is the biggest, you know, kind of things that holding an individual back. I mean, Tenzin experienced this. What's your experience? Oh yeah. So when I first started looking for job, the first two months, it was bad. It was so bad. I mean, I had reject. I was waking up to rejections every morning, and I was running out of time. And waking up to rejections is is not a confidence booster. So I think two years down the track, when I stopped getting any kind of replies. I mean, sometimes you wouldn't even get a rejection. Sometimes they just don't remember to reply back to you, and that's also something that you have to live live through. And as I mentioned before, you can't let those rejections get under your skin. I did, and it's not a nice feeling because you're not going to get anything out of it. I I remember telling Tina that one fine day I woke up and I thought I'm not going to look at rejections. I'm not going to care about what happens after. I give out my application, so I became very bold in my approach of writing my CV, getting my cover letter done, submitting five applications every single day, and that's what I was doing for the longest time that I can remember. I was so resilient to the idea of failure that it didn't bother me because I gave myself, I think, a month and a half, and I wasn't going to look at any rejections. I was focused on doing it rather than seeing the outcome. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get it done. I don't care about what the outcome is going to be because if I keep looking at the outcome, that's not getting me anywhere. So I'll just give it one last shot. I'll keep on trying. I'll give it my very best and and see where that lands me. And I think that landed me in a very positive position because. That changed my approach to how I was looking at the jobs, how I was looking at the employers. If I was limited in my search, if I was limited in my words when I was representing myself in a piece of paper, all of that just vanished. I was more courageous. I was more out there, and I just wanted to get things done. And I. Didn't care about what the consequence is going to be. It's like I'm going to write this. I'm I can justify this, and if they want to get back to me, then that's the perfect thing. That's what I'm aiming for, and that's just going to work the way it's supposed to work. So you have to kind of be very thick-skinned to rejection, and that thick skin, as Tina said, it doesn't come the moment you walk into that looking for job transition. It Builds up with time. After I had been through hundreds of rejections, and I think I it didn't bother to me because I wasn't really those hundred doors were not the doors for me. The one that opened was really the door for me. So I just kept on looking for my door. Just don't let anything else get you down. 
the door that opens is is the right door for you sometimes maybe love, you don't know it and i love this door analogy i think i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna definitely note that down um these are actually such great tips and i really hope anyone that's listening and you know is going through rejection currently or it's just you know afraid of you know applying for jobs because they're worried about rejection whatever it might be i really hope this helps listeners kind of understand that you know you're not the only one everyone's been through the process and just you know just to wrap up in a nice comforting way if there's something that you can tell that somebody that's listening you know about to go in their final year or they're in their final year and they're just struggling with this job search what is one thing you want to tell them by the time you reach your final year you have to be careful that you didn't just study because I think one of the things that plays an important role in terms of getting a job is networking. So while you're at the uni, try and engage in as many activities as you can. It can be uh, as simple as taking up a job at the uni, um, arranging something for the uni. It's amazing how the, the level of opportunities we have in terms of building a stronger and better network while we are at the uni because when you get through that cover letter that cv interview process you're gonna need help from the network that you have both to have those references that back up your story so while you're in the uni you have a lot of opportunity to to talk to people so one advice that i would give to every student in their final year is not be afraid, ask questions, engage more. Because when you engage more, you see other people going through their struggle, you learn from that, you see people telling you how they came out of their struggle. So you learn about tips and tricks that can work. So don't limit yourself to your academics. If you're an individual who wants to go out there and play in the real world of be it engineering, medicine, business, just engage more so that you get more idea, more aware of your surrounding and what works and what doesn't work for your surrounding. When you do that, I think your readiness to apply, your readiness to get accepted, get rejected and all of those trial and error phases, you get more comfortable with that. And that's all you kind of need at the end of the day. That comfort brings in that confidence that um, I can do it. It's it, it has to be in you that you have to give out that vibe that you're in control. You're confident enough to, to take up something and deliver something. So when you know a lot, your comfort increases because you know what can go wrong and how to get out of it just don't limit yourself to anything engage learn and and conquer i think well said um well from our perspective the career center perspective it is a free service <laughs> for all students right so you don't have to do this alone in the way yes it's an individual journey and experience but they are support services. They are ways that we can support you through this process. So if you're not sure where to start, maybe just starting from attending a couple of our cruise events. We even have like career fairs, uh, you know, workshops just to prepare you for this 
process because this process is unfamiliar. It's not a blueprint of, you know, you follow a textbook and then if I follow these steps, I'm going to get the outcome I'm looking for. It's going to be unique experience from your own perspective. But again, you, we, we do have services to support you through that. So give yourself a chance and just don't wait. That's the only tip I have for you. Well, thank you guys so much, Tina and Tamsin both. It's so great to get, you know, two different perspectives, two different people. Um, and this is, I mean, I know this has probably really been helpful to all the listeners and it's been helpful to me too. So I, I'm one of the listeners as well. And I just want to say, I wish everyone, you know, who's applying for jobs or is going to apply for jobs in the future, the best of luck with their endeavors. And thank you guys again so much for joining me today. Thank you. All the best, everyone. That's it for this episode. Thanks for stopping by. I would like to thank the PeerPod team once again for bringing it all together. If today's episode has sparked anything for you, we would love to hear about it. Drop us a line at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au or message us on Instagram at sydney underscore library underscore PLA. You can also subscribe to PeerPod on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Catch you next time.